Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone here alongside Sean Dutra. Yeah. Sean Southwick's uh, on the verge of wrapping up this road trip. And before they got a chance to face the Portland Trailblazers, news shook up the Eastern mm, Conference. Not, news not good of time. Jimmy Butler heading to Philadelphia. Changed the landscape of the Eastern Conference. We'll get more into that. Uh, we'll also talk about the homestand coming up for the Celtics. And we'll look back to the last two games against the uh, Suns and the Utah Jazz. We'll get into that a little bit. But let's uh, dive right into this Jimmy Butler talk. Sean, uh, the news broke Saturday. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers didn't give up a whole lot. They pretty much, the, the trade package that they put together is what most expected. It was surrounded around Sarage. Yeah. Robert Covington mm-hmm. and a future first round pick. I mean, that, that's second pretty much pick. all they had to Wasn't offer. Oh, it's a second round pick. pick. Excuse me. Second right. round pick. You're right. A future second round pick from Philadelphia 76ers was enough to get the deal done for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They sent, uh, Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton was part of the deal. What, what are your thoughts on this, Sean? Are you surprised that this is all it took for them to, to finally yeah. trade away Jimmy Butler? I am. Uh, yeah. But what else was out there though? I mean, what were other options? What, what were the alternatives? I mean, I told you about my Houston package and you weren't excited about that. And I don't think they were either. I mean, no, I think Houston, there was that rumor out there about the four first round pick thing like that. I would take that in a heartbeat and uh, you just wait for teams to get desperate. You don't have to trade Jimmy Butler right now. You would have got much more for him at the trade deadline, I think. But yeah, but you don't want to wait too long. And plus yeah. they wrapped up a five game road trip and they didn't mm-hmm. win a single game. Well. I mean, obviously. Um, him being in the, on the, on the roster was just a distraction throughout the entire, what, one month of the season. They just couldn't get it together. Yeah, I think bottom line is, uh, Timberwolves didn't get enough for Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler's, you know, a legitimate, I don't know, all, he's an all-star, right? He's a legitimate all-star. I wouldn't put him in that superstar class, but he's an all-star. He's Four-time a, all-star. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, um, Timberwolves didn't get enough and the 76ers got a hell of a lot better. Like a hell of a lot better. That team basically had all the pieces around Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons except for someone that could take over the game, mm-hmm. score when needed, and, exactly. and that's exactly what they got with Jimmy Butler. And they didn't just get, like, 
they didn't just get some run of the mill scorer like uh uh, you know, so, somebody that's gonna shoot for a bad percentage or something like that. No, this is a all-star. Jimmy Butler is a game changer. And especially in the Eastern Conference, where the Celtics have struggled, obviously. The Celtics are not what we thought they'd be through with the first, what, 11 games of the season. Uh, you have Toronto playing, I think, above what they're capable of right now. The 76ers could arguably be, when it all shakes out, the number one team in the, in the, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number one seed in the regular season going into the, uh, with, and going into playoffs with Jimmy Butler joining the squad. Absolutely. I've been huge on Jimmy Butler. I've never been a big fan of seeing him with the Celtics. I know that was a conversation that we had. Did it make sense uh, right now? You know, during the offseason or even, you know, years before this whole team was put together. Years before, uh, Kyrie Irving. I mean, that was sort of the, one of the guys on the Celtics' radar, or I should say on our radar for players that we wanted to see in the Celtics uniform. And the biggest reason for me was what he does on both ends of the floor. I mean, after Kawhi Leonard, the second best two-way player in the NBA, hands down. Yeah, now they're both in the Eastern Conference. Well, LeBron James. No, actually, no. LeBron James doesn't play defense anymore. No. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Like that, that prototypical, right. like, he's gonna, he's going to stop your best player. He's gonna stay in front of him. He's gonna score 25. He's gonna score 25 solid, and he has a chance to go off in the fourth quarter and put you to, put you to sleep, put you yeah. to bed. I, Jimmy Butler coming to the Eastern Conference is a major, major hit to the Celtics. NBA Finals aspiration. Absolutely. You're a major you're, hit. You can't the, be understated. The 76ers just put the entire top of the Eastern Conference on watch. I mean, let, let's face yeah. it. You have someone that can, like you said, score 25 points a night, give the Philadelphia 76ers that closure, something that they didn't have. That, that was my narrative last season. Everyone said what they said about Philly. Oh, the Southerners don't have Kyrie. They don't have Hayward. There's no chance that these guys can beat Philly in a seven-game series. I'm like, Philly doesn't have a closer. They don't right. have that guy. Right. Ben Simmons isn't that guy. Joel Embiid isn't that guy. They had J.J. Reddick as that guy. They had or J.J. Marco Bellinelli they brought in to be that guy. Or they would do what they did throughout the regular season, which was they have a good cushion going into yeah. like the, the two-minute mark of the fourth quarter, and they would just close you out that way. Yep. Now they have a guy, if this game is tied up, he can take over and, and, and put the Celtics out. Yeah. He can take any team and put them out. And, and that's a threat that he is, a constant threat for the Philadelphia 76ers. And now on the defensive end, you're seeing this team up against the Celtics. Guess who's going to guard Kyrie Irving? Guess who's going to guard the Celtics' closer? Your boy. Jimmy Butler can not only disrupt Kyrie Irving, but he can put him out of the game. Yeah. And then that just changes everything because, let's face it, the way this team is right now, they rely heavily on Kyrie Irving at the end of games now. I mean, oh, it's yeah. evident. Look at no, what happened in Phoenix. the only player that they're relying on it for. It's the only consistent For some player. reason. I mean, you look at what happened in Phoenix. Forget the the 22-point Phoenix Suns lead for a second. Let's talk about the first half where these guys couldn't even score a single point yep. against the Phoenix Suns. Gross. Everyone not named Kyrie Irving couldn't put the ball in the hoop for 24 minutes. Not a single starter could score mm-hmm. against the Phoenix Suns. Sean, what the hell happened down there? Against the Phoenix Suns, it was, it was uh, they, they didn't show up. They, they thought they would walk in and like I said, I think I said this last episode, I, it's okay for me to think this, but the team can't think this. Their bench players could have, could have won against the Phoenix Suns in a head on, head to head matchup. You know what I mean? Like that would have been fine, but you have to go in. You can't take nights off. Like just because you have Kyrie Irving and Tatum and Brown and Hayward and Horford and you think you're unstoppable and you go up against a team against Phoenix. No, Phoenix is a, is a, is a, is a shitty team. Sorry, Tim, but they're a scrappy team. You know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to let anyone waltz in and just have an easy win. I mean, you still have Devin Booker on that team. You have some young guys who can pop at any second. But that game was abysmal. 
I don't care that they won that game. Even though I've been searching for that type of game where they start off slow and came, I would like that to happen against, I don't know, maybe the Jazz, the Nuggets, uh, the Pacers, any other team that's an actual NBA team, not a college all-star team. Like, I would like to see that happen against actual real NBA competition, but the fact that they came out and looked flat, like, flatter than flat, like, not even, like, just garbage, mm. absolute garbage in that game, it's very concerning. Very concerning because it's not like they bounce back. Like, yeah, that's their only win on this road stand, on this road road trip. Mm. That's the only win, and that does that. That's a shitty win. Yeah, they didn't. You could say they didn't deserve that win. They didn't right? deserve that yeah. win. I like, mean, Kyrie Irving and Marcus Morris. Don't forget about Marcus. Bailed them out of that game. You had to go into overtime to beat the Suns. You are. I. I'm just gonna call it. I'm gonna take that game out of the equation, man. You can't give them credit for that game. Mm. Fine. It's a win. It counts in the win column. Even if you do, they're still one and three on this road trip. The three teams they lost, what do you know? They made the playoffs last year. You come off beating the Milwaukee Bucks and, and taking two from the Pistons. And then you, you have a little bit of adversity of going out to the West, uh, going out on a long road trip where you think you can start to, this team should come together. This team should start to, to mold itself into what it's going to be on this road trip. And they have done nothing to prove that they are what we thought they were to start the season. They're not so far right now. There's there, a lot of things have to change for this team to be, um, even in the top, uh, a top three seed in the Eastern Conference right now. Well, how do they do that though? Like, what's the changes? Because at this point, it's pretty much you look at what Brad Stevens has to do in terms of letting these guys play, play it out, figure it out, you know, get used to each other. That's I feel like problem. we've been saying that That's for over a month now. No, I said this last episode. Brad Stevens can't let them play it out. He can't let them shoot out of a funk. He needs to put some sort of system in place where it, this is my group that I'm going to go with. This is, these are the players that are going to be playing. Guess what? If, if I see that Jalen Brown is is not playing well or he's dogging it on the defensive end, which he hasn't looked that great still, same with Jason Tatum, you need to make some type of you know what, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with with one of my bench guys. Semi, get in the game. You're playing twenty five minutes tonight. Like he needs a quicker a quicker trigger on on this team right now. And I know you said you don't coach like it's playoff mode last episode, but no, that we're here now. We're here. You need to get wins. You need to build this team. You need to hold people accountable. I know I've been hard on Kyrie. Kyrie's been Kyrie has been gotten his. He's gotten his, right? But this team needs a fundamental shift of like maybe you sit Hayward for a couple of games. You know what I mean? Maybe Hayward's development is you know, let's sit him for four games. Let's let him rest. Let's give the minutes to somebody else. Because, I mean, I, I don't know the exact fix. I'm not I'm not telling Brad Stevens what to do. But he's the best coach in the NBA, in my opinion. He needs to figure that out and figure it out now. Because if this starts to spiral and you now go under 500 and you get two, three games under 500, guess what? That's a hard hole to climb out of, especially if you're now – entering jimmy butler into the equation you look like it looks like uh Kawhi leonard i'm not sold but Kawhi leonard is here to play this season and the raptors are legit it looks like uh uh Tacumpo is a borderline mvp candidate this year if you let these teams get too far ahead of you in the win-loss standings i mean yes it's early in the season but there's got to be something to say, to say for that i mean these teams those teams are not going on five yeah. six game losing streaks like you saw last year 
They need to fix it. They need to fix it soon. It's, it's all to Brad Stevens, I think. I think the starting lineup shakeup is a good idea. I don't know if Gordon Hayward is the guy. I mean, maybe, maybe Gordon Hayward is a guy you have come off the bench, right? But I, I think we're still a little too, little too early. Let's wait for the homestand. Okay. Because think about it. The, the schedule itself has been, it's been a lot for, to, to go from the homestand to the five game road trip or the three games and four nights. We always talk about how crazy the schedule is in terms of the, 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 the route. You know, to go all the way down to Phoenix, back up to Utah on the second night of a back-to-back. I mean, I knew the Celtics had no chance of topping the Jazz Friday night when, one, Kyrie Irving's not playing, and, two, mm. the second night of a back-to-back. The thing about this Celtics team now is because because the starting five doesn't have things figured out at this point, clearly, they're forced to rely on Kyrie Irving to bail them out. And what worries me about that is, A, you don't want that this early, and, B, when he's not there, I was really surprised that Jason Tatum wasn't in takeover mode in that fourth quarter against the Utah Jazz. Something's happened. They need someone like that to step up. They needed him to take matters into his own hands, and he shot away from the moment. And Southern fans can't even deny that. For the first 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, he touched the ball twice. He had two attempts leading into the two-minute mark of that fourth quarter. He had a, he converted another field goal after the two-minute mark. By the time the game was all said and done, the last time he scored a basket was the very last field goal, which was, you know, with, with seconds left on the clock where, where the game was already decided. I need to see Jason Tatum in a position where he's able to take over the fourth quarter when Kyrie can't. And I thought that Friday night was a golden opportunity for him to do so with Kyrie Irving not there. And he, we didn't see that out of him. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's mental at this point. I don't know if it's something that he's just overthinking. I know Brad Stevens did point to that about a week ago when the Southers were still at home. But now that the Southers are going to wrap up this road trip, going to head home for this homestand, depending on how they look, especially that first game against the Bulls, if they don't look up to par, if they don't look like the team that we expected them to look like in December or in mid-November, you have to shake up that starting five. Whether it means Shemi Ojale going in there uh, or whether Marcus, it means you know Marcus Smart Morris. or Aaron Baines, there's something that needs to be done because the only consistent offensive weapon I've seen throughout this season has been Marcus Morris off the bench. Right. Kyrie Irving has been Kyrie Irving. He's gone back to the being the Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Okay, yeah, he, he's reverted back to the Kyrie Irving that we 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 saw right. since he first came to the Celtics. That's it. I've seen the consistency out of Marcus Morris, and you've seen it out of Kyrie Irving. Everyone else's question marks at this I, point. I, I'm glad you said that because I think if I'm if I'm Brad Stevens, I need to make a change. Like I said, now this I, I would be very surprised if you saw him roll out the same five for tonight's game against Portland. Obviously, we'll know this after we're done recording, but. If I'm Brad, I'm starting Kyrie. I'm starting Marcus Smart. I'm starting Marcus Morris. I'm starting Jason Tatum and Al Horford. Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward are going to the bench. I think you need, I'm, I'm much more lenient and much more patient with a guy like Jason Tatum because of what we saw last year, because we know this is his sophomore season. Like, and I've heard a lot of this, a lot of this, like, oh no, you gotta get Tatum. Tatum doesn't deserve shots. No, like, He's the guy that if you're going to sacrifice anything, you sacrifice to groom him. Mm. You know what I mean? You need him to be confident. You need him. He Right now, he's the second. Take Marcus Morris out of the equation. He should be the second most reliable scorer on this team, and he's struggling right now. So Tatum's the kind of guy that can shoot himself out of a funk. You take out Brown. Brown's the one who gets sacrificed because – it's just he's he's not he's not playing up to his potential. Hayward is obviously not a hundred percent. 
you have marcus morris you bring in a little intensity with marcus smart you just go for it because if you're if you're still going to play with the talent's going to win out maybe the talent will win out for the entire course of the regular season but right now this team needs a shakeup, man and it's it's not get rid of any players it's just change the roles change it up yeah i mean jason tatum throughout the month of november so far is averaging 11 points he was the second leading not scorer good. not too long ago. He was the first leading scorer when the season first started, and he's just gradually gone down in his point production. Marcus Morris has gone up. He's the second leading scorer right now. He's averaging 16 points a night. So there's something to be said about the sophomore slump, right? I mean, but how does that happen though? The, it, the it, first can happen. Week, it can happen. It can happen. Teams week, start to the figure you out. First three games. He was going off. I mean, I mean, I guess that Toronto game, he looked all right, but then he bounced back against the Knicks on the road. Right. Madison Square Garden right, hits huge. the go ahead shot, hits the big shot down the stretch. I mean, those are the, the nights where you're like, okay, look out. This guy's gonna, is gonna turn, this guy's gonna make tremendous strides. I think though. In year two. And here I, we are in November, one month later, and we're not seeing that same person. I don't know if it's too early to say this, but can Tatum and Kyrie Irving coexist on the same team? I mean, you look at when this was Tatum's team to start the year, Kyrie sort of took the back seat, right? We said the same things about Kyrie that we're saying about Tatum right now. Yeah, but the, where is it? You know what I mean? There's no reason why they shouldn't be able to figure it out. The I, way their games saying, are, they are they they mesh perfectly but, in terms of spreading the floor, getting the ball you said it, around. Though. You said it. They haven't figured out how to play together yet. Last year, when Kyrie played with Tatum, Tatum was ah, come on in, Tatum, see what you got. You know what I mean? This year, they both demand, or I think they both go in with the with the mindset of I'm going to demand. To be great tonight. I'm going to be great tonight. If one person sees the, it's not, and I think it's the mentality of both those players. They're both looking, oh, Kyrie's got it tonight. I'm going to take a back seat instead of no, Kyrie's got it tonight. I'm going to do my thing too. You know what I mean? Like there's something missing there. And it's, you're right. It should be a problem. We've seen two scores play on teams all the time. It's for some reason though, for this team and those two players and, and the fact that you're getting borderline nothing from Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward on a nightly basis is is alarming and and i'm not one to to get on al horford a lot but i mean al has been okay he's been but he he elevates his game when others are playing well yeah you know what i mean like but, he, but you also can't you can't overlook what he does in defensively exactly he's been the defensive anchor he's exactly. been holding it down Rebound, i know he's 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 fit into his role right but the fact is he's not scoring a lot right now because he's allowing the rest of the team to score and that's what he does and they're, they're not scoring though that's the problem yeah, you know what Jim i mean Brown, i don't know man i feel like you're overlooking what he's been doing lately he's been very consistent he's been again that 14, 15 point score that they need him to be. That's his role. I, and listen, I got on Jason Tatum just a second ago about what he did in the fourth quarter. Okay, yeah, I get it. He did score 20 plus points against the Utah Jazz. But what I'm saying is when it comes down the stretch and Kyrie Irving isn't there, I need to see Jason Tatum demanding that ball. I need to see him taking the shot that I agree. he needs to take. And when he shies away from the moment like that, it's a bit discouraging when you don't have Kyrie Irving in there. Like, what, what's your excuse at this point? Like, like, why wouldn't you want those opportunities? And I'm not questioning his, his, uh, his confidence at this point, because it's still early in the season. I mean, we know this guy's confident. We saw what he did last year in the postseason. There's no, that, that's, that's not it. That's not the case here. The case is he's just being shy at this point. It, it's almost like he sees everyone else doing their thing and he doesn't want to disrupt that. But at the same time, Brad Stevens and the rest of this team knows that when it comes down to it, when they need someone to come up big, he's more than capable of and, and willing to do so. But he needs to be more assertive, yep. especially when Kyrie Irving is not in the fold. Yeah. I thought that was a great opportunity for him to, to take over against the Should Utah have been. Jazz. 
I mean, you got Joe Ingles balling up. And listen, I know he's a solid player, but I mean, look, Joe Ingles is balling up on you. You got who Jay Crowder. Up? Who was Dean up against Tatum, though? Jay Crowder going off. Who was Dean up against Tatum? Crowder. Yeah, man. Jay. Yeah. You say this is the Jay thing? Chad, Jay, I, uh, trust me. You still, got, you still got those Crowder sliders? I never had the slides. You had the slides. I got the jurors, though. I, I just called and them I the got cheeseburger. The shirt. Yeah, slides is what I meant to say. <laughs> the Crowder sliders? You got sliders that say Crowder on them? Nah, man. I, I, I did enjoy watching Crowder go off. I'm not going to lie. Not gonna lie. It's a fun player to watch. I, I, we've said it all along. We said it all along. A sixth man, that's his role. But we thought that was gonna be the case in, in Cleveland, but. Right. Well, that's because LeBron ruined him. We're poorly mistaken. Well, LeBron did it. That was LeBron. You're gonna put this on LeBron? Oh, yeah. Alright. 1000%. We got more of the Cosby Street podcast coming right up, but I want to take this time to talk to you about hymns. 4hims.com is your one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Did you know that 66% of men lose their hair by age 35? And if you didn't know that, well, now you do know that. and You can correct it right now. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. No waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits, and it saves you hours just by going to 4hims.com. Right now, our listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost you hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy, but if you go to 4 slash street, that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash street, 4hims.com slash street will get you a $5 trial month and you can try it out for yourself and find out if you like it. That's 4hims.com slash street. Try it out today. 4hims.com. All right. Let's get back to this podcast. When do we get to a point where we have to start questioning Brad Stevens? Are we at that point yet? Okay. So we talked about the starting lineups, but we're not, I mean, that's it, right? Like what's so... the, there's no other complaints when it comes to Brad Stevens, right? I don't think that it's a Brad Stevens problem right now. I think Brad is okay with this because he sees, he's a long-term guy. He's always been a long-term guy. Even when they won 16 straight games last year, he was like, this is not our team. Mm-hmm. I'm actually upset we're winning these many yeah. games. People are going to think, they're going to think they're better than they actually are. Exactly. Right? He didn't want them to be overcome. So I think, I think Brad Stevens is sort of sitting there like sort of not really, like, you know, he may say something, they may not do it, and he may just, you know, lay off right now. You know what I mean? To see, and that, and, and look at the tape. Did yeah. it work? Your way did it work? I'll give him until Christmas. I'll give Brad Stevens until Christmas. I've been critical of Brad already. Yeah, I'm for surprised you gave him in. that long. I've been critical already, but I, I don't think, just because That's almost I, two months away. Well, just because, no, Christmas is coming, man. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> I, Sean. Sean has a kid now. He's all excited. About oh Christmas. yeah, man! No, I'm already, already thinking about the lights. How I'm gonna do the out front, man. Got the you know, gonna, gonna go big this year. Go big or go home. No, You're gonna be that guy who puts the lights oh, up right after dude, Christmas. I'm, Christmas night. No, I mean Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I'm not Black Friday shopping. I'm gonna be working out in front of my house, baby. Right after Thanksgiving dinner is done, he's out there with the lights. Yeah, man. I'm thinking about putting like uh, Santa Claus on the on the chimney. Yeah, I'm gonna get on the roof. Definitely gonna get on the roof. <laughs> get some stuff up there. Yeah, I'm get, not helping. Get some stuff up there. I'll, I'll hold the ladder, but I ain't yeah, going up. All right, man. I ain't going nah, up. Nah, I don't trust you to hold my ladder, bro. Wait, aren't you afraid of heights? Yeah, mad afraid of heights. And you're willing to go up there? Get a couple vodkas in me, man. I'll be alright. George's not even gonna remember this, so just just keep that in mind. No, but you set the in precedent. Case you break your back. You set the precedent. The first Christmas. You know what I mean? Like if you go, if you ball out the first Christmas. Then guess what has to happen on the second? Christmas? I mean, I'm all about the you interior decorating, though. I mean, you want to go to the outside, and like, like might... that's that's for when Jordan's like five, six. That's when you're making memories. No, nah, man. You know what? I got a problem with this neighborhood too, man. Trick or treating was a bust. I never. I don't really decorate the house for Halloween and shit. But next year, I'm going. I'm balling out on Halloween. I didn't have one single fucking trick or treater. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were pissed. 
So Christmas, everyone's going to know it's fucking Christmas in this neighborhood, man. It'll be like the Chevy Chase. <laughs> okay, well then by Christmas, we'll see the Celtics against the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. We'll see Jimmy Butler in the mix. And that's which that's the pinpoint that that's the check mark you're giving until for for Brad Stevens. Yes, okay. because I think that he'll figure it out before then. Like I think that that's giving him a little bit of cushion. If I've, obviously I'm I'm a the biggest Brad Stevens guy you'll ever see. I'm um you don't uh, want to see a new head coach, not at that point. N- no, 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 yeah. not at all. And I don't. I'm not even gonna say that at Christmas. But like I think at that point, if you get to Christmas and you're a 500 team, Brad Stevens' message is not resonating with this group. That's that's the assumption that we can make. Because right now it's definitely not. You give them 20 more games, it should, right? At mm-hmm. some point there should be like a 6-7-8 game winning streak in that which brings you back to brings you above water. But I'm saying if you get to Christmas and you're still middling around 500 and you know you've had a couple big wins but a couple of dud losses along the way and you know you're still not seeing the right Tatum, you're still not seeing, you know, that I think that that's my point where I'm going to say something needs to happen with this team. Brad Stevens' message isn't getting through to this team. Don't change what Brad Stevens has done. Obviously, he's taking teams, <laughs> right? You to, want to see a change to the personnel. There's got to be a personnel change okay. at that point. Big All time. Right. Big time. That That's the that's the point I say. Is this working? If you get to Christmas, you can definitively say yes or no. I've been content with Brad Stevens overall. I'll say that. Um, what's surprising me right now is he's not – he hasn't held his players accountable for what's going on, and I'm really surprised by that. Yeah. You're seeing him make excuses for his team. Listen, I get it. I, I, there's a metric out there that that records uh, the level of difficulty uh, teams are facing uh, in terms of their in their opponents, and the Celtics are number one on that list. The Celtics have had the toughest schedule. They're supposed to be the best team in the, the East. First eleven games, but hey, out of every out of thirty teams in the NBA, the Celtics have the toughest. Have had the, the the toughest first eleven games of the, of the regular season. Okay, couple that with the fact that we thought they would start a little bit slow with trying to work Gordon Hayward back into it. Right, and maybe Brad the Stevens, Raptors early and the maybe Brad Sixers. Stevens is able to look at it and just say, um, okay, this is sort of he probably this is what he expected. But I don't, I don't think. I'm like, just surprised he said that though. Like going he, he, forward, he pointed though, to that. Yeah, and he also that's not to, Brad Stevens though. I it's think not. It's not. That's Brad Stevens. That's Brad Stevens making his team. I think sort of goes back to what I said before. Last year they won 16 straight, right? He said this, we're not this good. Yeah, we, like he doesn't want his team to feel too but good. The, but that's the thing though. with me. It's like why aren't we hearing that same kind of Brad? Because I'm I think it's a different. I think it's different. I think it's different. I don't. I don't think the, the team. team's overconfident. I don't think the team's confident. And I think Brad's managing that way. I think he sees a lot of shaky mental states right now with his team. Whether it's Hayward, Tatum, Brown, Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie's been a head case all season so far. It's hot, cold Kyrie, mm. right? I think he sees that and he's being sensitive to it. And maybe he's trying something different. But at one point, I think you're going to see that he's just going to put his foot down and say, listen, get into the gym, Tatum. I'm not right. playing you. I'm not, I'm playing you 15 minutes tonight. Coming off the bench, find your, find yourself. You well, know what I mean? Tatum did come off the bench in the second half against the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he had had it with Tatum. Um, Tatum, we didn't see Tatum until the fourth quarter of that game. And I think this team used to. Get out of their slumps on the defensive end. I mean, they have even against Phoenix. 
they didn't do anything defensively, really. Maybe they had a couple of steals here and there. Not until the second half, yeah. No, no, but even on the comeback, I mean, Phoenix just started to go back to where they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they reminded you that they're the Phoenix Suns, but yeah. hey, you can't, you can't, you can't sleep on what Irving did, though. Like, Irving made some huge steals down the stretch, especially, uh, the, the play that, that turned into a fast break layup for Jalen Brown. I mean, that doesn't happen without Kyrie right. Irving stealing the ball from Devin right. Booker. And they turned to Devin Booker time and time again, and Booker did deliver, uh, a, a few big shots in the, in the overtime. Him and Kyrie were just going back and forth, yeah. but obviously Kyrie got the best of them, and that's the way it played out. I mean, we all knew going into overtime, there's no way the Suns are going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, the second that the Celtics forced OT, forget it. They had no chance. I mean, their their confidence was completely shot, and, and they we knew the Suns were going to win the game. But the Celtics shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. So I do have to retract something. I put out a tweet um, watching that Phoenix Suns game where I was, you know, the lowest of the lows watching that first half. I said Kyrie sucks. Kyrie doesn't suck. All right, Kyrie doesn't suck, but we need more out of Kyrie still. We, st- if you're if you're a supporter of the Boston Celtics or you're a Boston Celtics player, you need more from Kyrie. I'm not talking about scoring. You just need more from him. What do you want from him? What else? Leadership. Okay. You need him to be a leader. He's not a leader, man. Like yeah. whatever he's doing, like. He's tried two different ways. No, don't don't bring up Denver now. You get the Celtics fans all riled up. Get the Green Teamers all pissed off. I'm I still don't get it. You you they they, they love that. It's 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 passion. It's competitiveness. You know when you when you act like a child and throw the ball into the stands. I mean that that means he really cares about the game. Sean. Kyrie Kyrie needs to be a leader. Like here here's the thing. He's trying. I think the Celtics have enough talent to win games with Kyrie on the on the, and and even even the seventy five percent Kyrie. I just need him to be a leader. Like, that's what this team is missing. Other than Brad Stevens, and I want an answer. Other than Brad Stevens, who's the voice of this team? Kyrie. Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is the leader of this team. Hands down so far. And that can't happen. You can't have your bench player and your goon be the leader of this team, man. Kyrie needs to be a leader. It's either Kyrie or you can't look at Tatum to be a leader. Al Horford's always been a silent leader. Yeah, he's a right? locker room leader. He's, he's, a, there. He, he's there, but he's not getting them out, going out to battle. No. Like, this team needs somebody like that. And as much as I want to hate on LeBron James, like, and how stupid he is, and, <laughs> and, no, just, just like, and people look at him like, you're a loser. Like, he has a way to get people, like, he, to do what he wants. To do what he wants, yeah. right? Even though what he wants or, is probably the you'll, wrong you'll, thing. You'll, you'll be or, oh, I'll just trade you away, yeah, right? Yeah. But he's a leader, right? Not a, not a good leader, but he's a, he's some he's type a, of leader. He's a good leader. He's, he's a, good a type leader. of leader. Yeah. I don't want to, but I'm just saying, like Kobe Bryant, leader. Like yeah. you look at look at the best teams in the NBA right now. You can uh, go back to the '08 team or, the, or that era. Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, leaders. Yeah. Saying like there's yeah. there's something to say. Held like, held his teammates accountable. Something to be said yeah. about holding your teammates accountable and being a leader, and that is not evident on this team right now. And Kyrie, if you want to stay in Boston long term and you want to be a Boston Celtic and the leader of this team, you need to start showing it. And and that's what I'm looking for out of Kyrie. Not the fact that, like, I'm sorry. If the team is playing like absolute hot dog shit garbage against the Phoenix Suns, you need to get the team going. Like, that's on Kyrie if he's the leader well, of this no, team. Well, no, to me it's on Brad Stevens, and that's but my Brad, other point. But like, Brad, earlier Brad, I talked about though, Dude, the coach is always – and the coach is always going to tell I get it, but them. it's like what you said a year ago. Brad was on his team saying, like, listen, yeah, we, we're on this winning streak. We've won 16 games, but I don't like the way we're playing. The Celtics are losing games now, and Brad Stevens is not saying that. You right. don't hear Brad Stevens say, oh, I don't like the way we're playing. This is ridiculous. We need to play better. Like We saw that in the preseason when he said that that was – they couldn't have played – 
any worse than they played sure. throughout a preseason game. But here's the thing, though. Where is that same angry Brad, no, but Brad for these losses throughout this road trip? Brad is probably saying that to the team. He's probably saying things to the team to try to get them motivated. There's that level down, though. There's the player, there's the leader that that needs to be there. I mean, look at Doc Rivers. They even go back to the 08 Celtics. Doc Rivers would get in people's faces when they were playing bad, yeah. but guess who they really feared? KG. KG, yeah. right? They really feared KG and Paul Pierce because there was some level of accountability in the locker room and not just the coach. Motherfucker had it, big baby crying. When LeBron James, when his team wasn't playing, he would there would be some level of accountability there. Yeah. I I remember multiple times where he would get in people's faces and uh I mean even though it looked like he was just blaming somebody, <laughs> I forget who it was. Who was it on the uh on Oh, Mario Chalmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, used yeah, to yeah. eat up Mario Chalmers. <laughs> eat him up. For no reason. Like Mario Chalmers just passes LeBron the ball, and that's his job, and he's been doing that. <laughs> and knocks but, down threes but, here and but there. For but for some reason, if they they weren't winning, it was Mar. It, we got on somebody, got on somebody. So that's why I just want to see that out of Kyrie. If Kyrie's going to be the leader of this team, and if he wants, not that he cares or anybody cares, if he wants my buy-in on Kyrie as the leader, <laughs> like, or I think a lot of Celtics Nation because this will turn into W's. Kyrie needs to be a vocal leader on this team, and that's that's why I'm going to plant the. Pitchfork in the ground and dying on that hill, man. All right, because I'm sick. Right. I think I've been very hard on Kyrie. He's he's starting to score. The wins still aren't there. It's very hard to be hard on, like uh, critical of Kyrie right now. But I need more. I need more. All right. So that's where you are with Kyrie. As for Brad Stevens, he has until Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, talk about this homestand with uh, Sean Dutra's segment. We're gonna look ahead. Okay. Yes. Always prepared. All right. Um, all right. Celtics, uh, obviously tonight, if you listen to the podcast before Sunday evening, the Celtics play the Blazers and the road trip. Finally end this road trip, please. Because the Celtics don't win tonight. They will go one and four on the road trip. The Blazers have been balling of late. Balling. Yeah. That's a tough game. No, it is a tough game. And Dame Lillard always balls up against the Celtics. So yeah. I'm excited for that matchup, though. Lillard versus Kyrie Irving. And McCollum had the best best move of the year. You really like that move. yeah? Best move of the year so far. And after that, the Celtics do finally come home. So the Celtics come home, and it's and it's sort of a, it's a tough little road stand here. First off, you get a couple of days off, which I think is good for the Celtics. They play on Sunday. They don't play again until Wednesday. That is much needed for the Celtics team right now. The Bulls are 4-9, and nine, okay? The Bulls are 4-9, and nine, but the Celtics are only three and a half games above them. So what type of team gives this team trouble? Those teams, the ones that have nothing to lose. Yeah, they got yeah. nothing to lose. They got Zach Levine, who actually, weird thing, only player in the NBA this year to have 20 points for every game. Yeah, he's been balling up. I was going to say, he's been— um, Balling? Yeah, he's been the guy that, they, that they've— that they expected when they made that trade. So yeah, so ha ha ha, Timberwolves. What are you saying? They got the last laugh out of that whole. They deal? did. They yeah. they got Bulls got Levine, who has been playing better than Jimmy Butler this year, and now they have Dario Saric and Robert Covington. That's not that <laughs> It's not bad. Don't you don't think they'd rather have a nice point guard and Levine? How's Teague doing for the Timberwolves? Yeah, he's been. Nah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But so, but point guard. but. Sarge, on the other hand, wouldn't be surprised if he makes a few all-star teams throughout his career. Really? Yeah. I'm not up on Sarge like that. Why not? 
I don't know. I just don't feel like he's got. I mean, he won't be a perennial all star, but I think he can make a couple teams. No, I don't think when so. When it's all said and done, I would bet you like a thousand dollars. But at this point, though, you knew that they weren't going to get another all star in exchange for for Butler. I'll put something down for the next ten years. If he makes one all star team in the next ten years, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. All right, deal. And vice versa. So if he doesn't, if he if he doesn't make one single all star team, I I get a thousand dollars by two thousand and twenty eight. All right, I'll be forty. <laughs> All right, sounds good. My fortieth birthday party. I'll give you. I'm a expecting a thousand dollars. All right, so for my birthday, you have to give me a thousand when he makes an offer. I I doubt he will, but that's the payout, anyways. Uh so and then so there's a big matchup happening on Friday night, which we'll preview a little bit here, and we'll talk about obviously next podcast. Uh, Celtics Raptors and Boston. Celtics went up to Toronto and yeah, they got a reality check. Yeah. All right, so everyone, we're all on the same page now because I remember before the season started, no one was giving the Raptors any credit as if they I'm didn't get. I'm still not giving the Raptors credit. They're a better team than they were last year, and this team always gave the Celtics fits for I the know. last pretty much throughout Brad Stevens' tenure. The Raptors have given the Celtics fits. Why though? Because they just match up well, and they no, have it's a they Kawhi have Leonard. depth, and they have depth. No, it's Kawhi Leonard. Boy, why? Why that one game? I'm talking about why. The last two, three years, they've been giving the Celtics fits. True, true. Yeah, the last this year, two, years, of course, Kawhi Leonard, the same guy you didn't think that was going to be the same guy I'm he just was wait, two I'll wait, ago. I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait on that. Let's talk in February when he's not playing anymore. He's decided to sit out the rest of the season. He'll, he'll be the same player, right? I'll wait. And you know, one thing that I overlooked about this Raptors team and the effect of Kawhi Leonard is how what he does on the defensive end is contagious. You see other guys stepping up defensively because he sets a tone that resonates throughout the entire roster. And we saw say. that in, in the second game of the season. So now the Celtics are up against the Raptors again. I would love to see what kind of adjustments they're going to make because let's face it, between game two and now, I haven't seen a whole lot of progression for the Celtics team. Not a lot has changed. And back then, I looked at this team and said, okay, well, come November, mm-hmm. they'll be a different team when they right. face this team again. I haven't seen much improvement since game two of the regular season. Agreed. 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 So the Celtics, I don't know, man. But, but again, I also, I also, I also, it's going to do them some good, though. Let's see what happens. We'll I mean, see how they do against the Bulls. That's a big Friday night game. Like, Friday night in the Garden is usually lit as fuck. Especially against the top team in the Eastern Conference. You, you, Yes. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, man. Do I even have to ask you? Record? I'm not I'm not in on him right now, man. Yeah, you shouldn't. Because this team, I mean, let's face it, I don't see any three and zero going on after this five game road trip. I'm going I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three and zero. Okay. No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go three and zero.